Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Katie Weaver Show. This is Katie. I'm your host, and I'm so happy to be here. If you are listening live, it is May 12th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. What else can I say? That sounded wrong to me, but I know it was right. (laughs) It made me pause just a minute. I hope you guys are having a good day. I hope you had a good weekend. Uh, If you do Mother's Day, I hope you had a good one. And if you don't, that's okay, too. But I want to let you know that we're over in the chat room, and you can find us by heading over to 12radio.com. Click on the chat button, and you'll be redirected into the Facebook chat. Uh, My handsome and talented producer, Scott, is standing by, and he'll gladly let you in the room. I also want to let you know that I am live streaming this event from my page, and that is Katie Weaver, Domestic Mystic, here on Facebook. And I've shared that also into the chat room. So if you'd like to watch it from the chat room, you're more than welcome to. So much fun stuff today. I'm way excited. Before I say anything else, I want to let you know that I'm teaching you today. (laughs) Am I always? Well, maybe not. But I'm teaching you something today, a skill. And if you want to follow along, you're definitely going to want to grab a deck of cards. So there's your heads up and warning if you want to play with me on this, you're going to want a deck of cards so that you can follow along. And we'll do that later in the show. But I wanted you to know now, just in case. By the way, in the chat room, you'll see my banner at the top of the page. And you are welcome to comment there. I'm keeping an eye on the live stream chat as well. So if you make a comment there, I will try to get back to you on that. But there is so much going on. It is one two day which is a big deal here in the 1-2 world. You've probably noticed that every single 12th of the month, we celebrate like crazy. It's 1-2 day. We love it. It's what we're all about. And this is a day that uh, we celebrate all things 1-2. It's also a day that we have really, really good markdowns. So my price is deeply reduced. My uh, minute Permanent price is deeply reduced for the whole day. I also got crazy last night and put five things on sale. So I want to share those with you in case that's something that you want or are looking for. So I put my 20-minute time-based session on sale. That's pretty normal. Uh, I usually do, but it is at a great, great reduced rate. With time-based sessions, I really love them because we don't get interrupted. We know we have 20 straight minutes to talk. And the only thing to know about that is when you buy a time-based session, the very next time you call me, the computer will initiate that uh, call. And so if once you buy it, the next time you call, that's what we're doing. But that should be okay, hopefully. I want you to also know, though, that I have all of my classes for the last month. They are all video classes. They're all private links at YouTube so that you can continue to watch them over and over and benefit from them. And I have those on sale today for a a reduced price, a great reduced price. So you can pick up my group mediumship experience, my group past life regression, the class that I taught called Four Card Spreads to Change Your Life, and Forensic Mediumship that I taught last week. If any of those things are, you know, things that you're interested in, this is a great day to pick them up because uh, they'll go right back to the regular price tomorrow. I also want you to know 
I forgot that with my 15 minute or sorry, with my 20 minute time-based session, if you buy that, the next time we talk, I will send you five free minutes so that we can connect again on me. So uh, yeah. So what can I say? All kinds of great deals today. And I am not the only one, of course, head over to one to listen and check it out. A lot of my brilliant colleagues over there also have great sales and deals going on. So stuff to take advantage of and get in on for sure. Okay, well, enough of that. I'm just noticing, though, that I'm still signed in. So um, I can't do both. I can't talk on the hotline and do my show at the same time. So I guess I should sign out. <laughs> I thought I already had. So I apologize, but I definitely need to do that. I've got one two-day brain, I guess. <laughs> All righty. So I want to tell you a little bit about what happened this week on YouTube. So Christy and I, you guys know that we started our True Crime Paranormal podcast. Uh, oh, gosh. It's been about 12 weeks ago now. And we've been doing a weekly show. And this week, we were yet again on the Vallows. Uh, this is the missing case of J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan, the missing children from my town. Really thought we were going to get to do something else this week. But uh, lo and behold, there was a ton of movement on that case. And so here we are. We really needed to uh, cover it again. <laughs> so I put a link in the chat room if you'd like to watch it. Uh, through YouTube. If you'd rather listen, you can find that. It's True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters on just about any platform that you listen to. So there's lots of ways to connect to that. Um, this week, just a lot of family drama with uh, the Vallow family or the Cox family. So anyway, I invite you to listen as you feel drawn. And we also have a Facebook page and a discussion group on Facebook. So if you want to connect with those, that's kind of a fun way to stay in the know. <laughs> and that's True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters here on Facebook. So, ah, Kate said, I listened to your show last night. Love it. Oh, thank you. I think it's kind of fun. I think it's really fun, actually. Again, you know, maybe someday they'll quit having so many things happen every single week and we can cover something else. I think we're getting there because Lori doesn't actually go back to court until July, but there's been like blockbuster things released every single week lately. It's just bananas. But, you know, it is what it is. Anyway. Okay, well, that's a whole lot of housekeeping. I think that's everything that I wanted to share. So let's do, I would love a little check-in, actually, if you guys... <clears throat> pardon me, you're in the chat if you want to just let me know how you're doing, what you're working on. I don't, oh yeah, hello. I knew I was missing something. The card spread that I'm going to teach you at the end of the show, I would really, or you know, here in a little while, I would really like to live read for one of you. And so if you'd like to throw your name in the hat for, uh, to receive that reading here on the air. You have to be okay with that, you know, because we're going to go kind of deep. Uh, let me know in the chat room. I would love to, but, you know, I want to illustrate this reading in the, uh, the best way I can. So there you go. I want to start something a little bit different on the show as far as readings are concerned. 
I love reading on the show. I think it's really helpful. I know some of you guys really wait for that and need that, and it's great. But what I was thinking about is that I could probably do a better job of showcasing my skills and my talents and the things that I do if I would only get a little bit more focused about that. So every week, I'm going to focus on a few things. So I'll probably ask you if I can do a, you know, per perhaps I will want to do a past life channeling or a Merkaba healing or, you know, some other kind or an alchemy session or a psychic reading. But I'm going to get a little bit more focused about, uh, you know, the kinds of readings I do and the kind of work I, I do so that I can showcase that a little bit better, you know? Makes sense, right? <laughs> so you'll see that coming up here in the weeks to come that I'm going to get a little more focused on what stuff I'm showing you, what stuff I'm, uh, you know, working on that week. And I'll tell you at the first of the show, not that I won't just do general readings. I'm sure I still will, but I just, I, I'm disciplining myself. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but every once in a while, I really have to parent myself. <clears throat> I need it. <laughs> I know it. And this is one of those times. So it'll be good. Okay. Well, with all of that being said, let's take a peek at Luminous Magazine. As you know, Luminous is the magazine that I publish every Tuesday morning with a lot of help from my colleagues that want to listen and some friends, just talented folks who want to offer something up. I put a link in the chat rooms, but you can also find it if you head over to kd-weaver.com if you want to take a look at it that way. And perhaps you already subscribe and have already received it this morning. Hopefully that is true. But let's take a look. I got to tell you how much I love the cover this week. I don't think I have to tell you how much I love purple. Purple is my jam for sure. I'm not wearing it today, but it's my thing. <laughs> so I found this, uh, this illustration and I just, or this picture actually, and I had to have it. So it's a purple week. All right. We had quite the weekend. We went camping uh, at one of our favorite places in the world that happens to only be about five minutes, well, more, 10 minutes from my house, which I really love because the pigs don't camp. We've tried. It's not fun for anyone, especially them. So when we camp, we need to be close enough that we can come and go and take care of them and Sometimes just spend a little time with them because they do get lonely. I mean, they like each other a lot, but, you know, they, they need us too. And so this place works beautifully because we can come and go so quickly. And so we camped there and we camped. At, I also love this place because I have service. And so I won't camp anywhere that I can't, uh, that I can't work. Because you guys know, I am over on one to listen, literally 365. Uh, and I do that on purpose. That's not a complaint or, or a bitch in any way. I do that on purpose. I know that in this line of work, when you commit to this line of work, you are committing to being there for people when they need you. And I think that uh, when you make that commitment, you need to live up to it to the best of your ability. Now, it's true sometimes that people need to take a day off. They need to take a vacation. They need to take a sick day. That's okay. But for me, I really don't like the energy of not feeling uh, or feeling like I'm not there when somebody needs me. 
it's just not comfy. So I really like to be able to camp in places that I can also have an office in my camper so that I can continue to do my work, you know. So I like this spot because I have great cell phone service and I can continue to connect with you guys and camp and connect to nature and basically do all of my favorite things all at the same time. I'm definitely uh, have my cake and eat it too kind of girl. Anyway, we had taken a hike, Christy and I took a hike, and <clears throat> a bunch of the kids came with us. There's this spot there that is kind of a, we call it an island, it's not, it, it's Snake River on three sides, and it is just a piece of land that is right next to public land. It's, I don't know, maybe 10 acres. There's really nothing that can be done with it. Like, there's no way to run services in there, there's no... It's just a recreation spot and the people that own it uh, allow people onto it. And this is a piece of land. I posted this on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, but this is a piece of land that I have felt so deeply drawn to and connected to for years. And Scott and I go out there and hike around and uh, in the winter, sometimes in the summer, in the spring, in the fall, whenever, it's just always gorgeous. And I just really feel like at some point, this will be my land. I don't know why I have to have it so bad, but it's just something about it and the connection I have to it. But at any rate, we took the kids and we had given them quite the lecture about uh, there are moose out here. So, you know, you have to pay attention to what you're doing. It makes sense to make a little bit of noise so that they know you're coming. And it really wigged the kids out. And we started down this path. There's a really cool fairy tree. And I wanted to walk down to the fairy tree before we left. And we got partway there. And all the while, these kids are just freaking out about this idea that they're going to run into a scary moose, you know. And <laughs> we uh, finally, my daughter said, that's it. I'm done. I'm just too freaked out. I can't go any further. We're going. So I was like, okay, fine. The fairy tree looked like it was underwater. The, the snake river is really high right now. So I went, okay, fine, 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 we'll go. Turned around, headed back from whence we came to the trailhead so we could hike back out. And guess what we ran right into? A moose. <laughs> so not really surprising here, but the kids acted like that moose was going to eat us all gone. One of them asked me if it would eat us. Moose, who raised these kids? Anyway. She, we gave her some space and some time and she retreated off into the trees and she watched us and we walked past her carefully and, you know, respectfully and it was fine. So we went back to camp and they went on and on and on about how that was just a terrifying experience. And I was like, you get to say that you had an up close meeting with a moose. Not everyone gets to say that. It wasn't terrifying. It was amazing. And you did exactly what you should do in that instance, and so did the moose. So everybody wins. Anyway, the next day, we decided to go back because I came across a bunch of morel mushrooms uh, up in there. And so, of course, Scott couldn't resist the urge to go up there and, and you know, pick some more. <laughs> so I said to the kids, we're going back to the island. You probably don't want to go. Oh, yeah. Yes, they did want to go. So we started down the road. And we weren't a hundred yards from the car and I looked up and in the trees, not far from us were two moose, 
looked like mama, big pregnant mama, and a yearling. The yearling, I think, is who we ran into the day before. And they just watched and watched us. I know the moose over there are very used to people around. They see them all the time. But it's still a pretty incredible experience to just happen upon moose like that. They are really incredible animals. There is a wiseness, uh, gentleness, just a magic. Yeah, majesticness, <laughs> a majesty about them that is just hard to see beyond. They're pretty amazing. So anyway, I put a few pictures in the chat room if you are interested in seeing them. But that was our big adventure was running into all of those moose. It was very cool. And believe me, living in Idaho, I've seen moose a million times, but we were very close to them. You know, and I don't want to be one of those, uh, you know, people that they talk about over uh, in Yellowstone that put baby bison in their car and walk right on up to, uh, you know, and try to pet the buffalo and things like that. But I'm not going to lie. It was a pretty cool experience. <laughs> so I'll actually, I'll rat him out and tell you that the person that got the closest to them and made everybody nervous was Scott. And I went, well. He's a grown-up. I mean, what can I do? <laughs> so that's my drama. That's the weekend I had. It was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Okay. Well, let's do take a look through Luminous. So that was my the note from me this week. Uh, I do have a brand new contributor. She started last week, a new columnist. Her name is Kat. She is a dear friend of mine. I'm so excited that she is contributing and she does a tarot scopes. She's on page 14. So I hope you check her stuff out. It is awesome. I called Luminous this week, the moving on up edition, because there is a moving and a shaking in the energy this week. Everybody's feeling a bit like doing something, changing something. If you all don't at least rearrange a room or, you know, clean out a drawer or change something, I'm going to be really surprised. Uh, uh, clear on up to maybe buying a car. There's a lot of energy right now in changing something. It seems like the blinders are off a little bit in recognizing maybe things that you've been a little numb to or that you're, you know, we've lived in these surreal times the last few months that have kind of, I think, kept us closed off from everything else or distracted from everything else. And suddenly now you're like, I hate this couch here. No, it has to move. Or why do I keep wearing this shirt? It, it sucks or <laughs> whatever. This shirt sucks, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> but you're going to notice that, that some things are out of place in your life that you're just not happy with that you'll make some changes with. So we're moving on up. We're moving and shaking. My musings this week were about a porcupine. This is actually an article that I wrote a few years ago, but it was perfect for this week. And the place that we camped is exactly the place that I met this porcupine. So a fun article about porcupine wisdom. Kai wrote about self-forgiveness. Another big topic, uh, that Scorpio full moon really triggered people in a lot of reflection. And it made me think that... Uh, that's probably a topic that needs to be addressed. I was so glad that she did because I'm seeing that in a lot of people needing to forgive yourself for some old garbage and move forward, 
recognize you did the best you could with what you had, but I loved what she had to say. The tip this week is to throw yourself into service. If you are feeling lost, stuck, or depressed, look for ways to serve others. Service boosts self-esteem, offers perspective, creates a feeling of well-being. And there's so much more in Luminous this week. So please take a look. I will say I did not do my video scopes this week. I just, I partied too hard. I came home too tired. I drank too much. I ate too much. I got way too much sun. And I just couldn't make it happen. And I really was beating myself up about it, pushing too hard. And I finally went, you got to let it go. It's okay. They'll be back next week. It's not that big of a deal. And it's okay because I am guilty of it too. But so much more in Luminous. So be sure that you take a look and hopefully you'll have a, you know, a time to take your coffee and sit and really take it all in. Lots of really good work. So, and as always, a huge thank you to all of the contributors that make Luminous possible. All righty, taking a quick peek at the chat room here. I wanted to do a little bit of work uh, with the singing bowl this week to work on connecting the third eye and the sacral chakra. The sacral chakra is all about creativity and joy and sexuality, but today we're going to focus on creativity. The third eye, of course, that is the seat of your intuition. And to me, those two things are inherently connected, creativity and intuition. When you are in the zone, when that connection is there between your third eye and between your solar plexus, you or sorry, between your uh, third eye and your sacral, you are in the zone. You can create intuitively What's flowing through you is coming straight from your spirit or maybe from your angels and guides, but it's coming from an inspired place. And sometimes uh, in creativity, we get a little too caught up in the details. We get a little lodged in our left brain and that intuitive piece falls by the wayside. It's not your best work. It's not my best work. You might still put out some killer work. I'm not saying you won't, but you're going to fight a whole lot harder for it. You guys know what I'm talking about. When you're trying to create something, you're trying, whether it's for work or it's for yourself, you're trying to get that piece together and it's really hard to pull it together, right? Why? Because you have that disconnect. Because when that intuition and that uh, sacral chakra, the creativity place are all connected well, all you'll do is good work, you know? It just flows and it's so much easier. So since we are in a space of being able to uh, work on that together, that's what we're going to do. And because we have that energy of change and shake up this week, let's get really creative and mindful about it. So I have two bowls today. I have my little bitty third eye guy. <laughs> Someday I'm going to replace these teeny bowls with bigger ones. But to be honest, my wrists don't hate this. Okay. We've got that one, and then I've got my big sacral bowl. So the first thing we're going to do is just balance both of them and clear them. So we'll clear first and then balance. So I'm going to play the sacral first. So the sacral is the chakra right below your belly button. It is orange, typically. 
This is a place of, again, sexuality, creativity, and joy. The first time I play the bowl, I just want you to hold space for the bowl allowing, or for you to allow the vibrations of the singing bowl to clear out anything in your sacral that's no longer serving you. We're just going to let it go. Any blocks, any cords, any connections, any blah, we're going to let it go now. So that's our first step. Okay, so changing gears now, this time I want you to allow the frequency of the singing bowl to really vibrate all the way through that sacral, bringing it into perfect balance. All right, now really changing gears. We're going to move up to your third eye. Your third eye is the chakra in the center of your forehead between your eyes, directly uh, in front of and through your pineal gland in your brain. So again, I'm gonna ask you to shift your consciousness to your third eye. I will play the bowl first to clear. So we're holding space now that the frequency of the singing bowl Move through your third eye and remove any blocks, cords, connections, psychic debris, or any other energy that could be holding you back. So we'll do that now. feeling really compelled to actually sing the bowl. So I think I will. I'm going to try. We'll see. Sometimes my little fine motor skills. We'll see. So sit with me here and just allow the frequency of the singing bowl to bring that third eye into perfect balance.
Perfect. Okay. So we have cleared and we have balanced the sacral and the third eye. So now what? Well, now we make the connection. So I'm going to do two things. I'm so I'm going to play both of the bowls again. I'm going to start with the sacral. This time I want you to pull a thread of light from your sacral and plug it into your third eye. And then as I play the third eye bowl, I would like you to pull a thread of light from your third eye and plug it in to your sacral. That's how this is going to work, creating a really strong, powerful connection between the two. So we'll start with the sacral. sacral and plugging it into the third eye. And then moving up to the third eye, I'm pulling a powerful cord of light or thread of light from the third eye and plugging it into the sacral. Good. That's creating a reciprocal energy that will share between the two and allow you to feel very connected in that spot between your intuition and your sacral chakra so that you can really amp up your creativity and create from a place of being connected in the flow, intuitively creating. It's really the best place to be. Please stand by for technical difficulties. My internet crashed and the second half of the show had to be recorded from Facebook Live. So you will notice that the quality of sound has changed because I was not on a headset. But I really wanted to finish the show and so this is how I was able to do it. Please enjoy. Hey you guys. Okay, well... Our internet crashed and <laughs> kicked me out, but you know what? Where there's a will, there's a way, and we are definitely going to finish this show. So hopefully you guys over in Wunchy Radio Land will find us over here and we'll finish up. What a weird day. The wind's blowing really hard, so I don't know if that's uh, playing a factor or not, but it looks like there's like a an outage all over town, so figure that out. Oh, well. It is what it is. But I had something I wanted to do with you guys today. I had something I wanted to teach and we're still going to do it. So we did finish our singing bowl work. I hope, I think we got there. And so we're gonna move on to this spread. So this is a spread that is for breaking patterns, breaking old patterns. And you can find it. It is posted. And if one of you guys that are watching will do me the biggest favor, because I can't, because I'm just now live streaming and I don't have uh, internet access on my laptop. If one of you will go over to the One Two Listen blog and find my article there about breaking a pattern and post a link in here, I will 
love you forever. I would appreciate that so much. So that's what we're doing. We're doing a spread on breaking old patterns. So that's what I want to connect with right now with you guys is doing that. I'm going to teach you how to do it. It's a five card spread. So um, Anna, I believe that you had asked me for a uh, reading for, on that spread. So I'm, I, I'm going to choose you where I'm going to show you guys how to do it and we'll read for Anna. So I'm using the Tarot of Transformation. I always knock on my cards to clear them. That's kind of an old thing, but you know, I think some of you guys do it too. <laughs> anyway, so you're going to take your cards, you're going to shuffle them up a little bit, and I'm going to hold space for that question. What does, what pattern or uh, habit do we need to work with? What, what does Anna need to work on? So that's the question. So I am mixing up the deck here. Well, and I, you just always hold that question, you know, as you're shuffling your cards or mixing up your deck. And then I'm going to pull five cards. So there's five different uh, positions here. The first one is, why does this pattern keep repeating? So that's the first card I'm going to pull. Yeah, Belle says it's how her Nana taught her. Knock the stuck out. Yep. You knock the stuck out of your cards. <laughs> Not get the old energy, the old reading, whatever it is. Anna, you are the best. She just shared the link in the chat room so you guys can see the spread that I'm talking about. All right, so here's the first card. Why does this pattern keep repeating? The second card is, what is at the core of this issue? The third card is, what past life connections could this pattern reflect? The fourth card is, what ancestral connections could this pattern reflect? And the fifth card is, how do I break this pattern once and for all? All right, so I've got my cards pulled. You can do this two ways. If you already know the pattern that you're working on, if you're like, okay, I really want to figure out why I always, you know, end up with a crappy boss or whatever, you know, you can hold that energy in your head while you are shuffling your cards and read from that question. If you don't, and you just want to pinpoint a pattern that maybe you are or you're not aware of that you keep repeating, then that would be what you held. And so that's what I held for Anna while I was pulling her cards. So the first card was, why does this pattern keep repeating? And that's going to give me an idea of what the pattern is. The card is integrated work. What I feel like the pattern is for you, Anna, is that you have had to in relationships particularly had kind of the same people you know show up in your life with the same kinds of issues and i think that uh the, the work is what jumps out at me why is it that your friendships and relationships constantly require so much work on your part that's the pattern right so the question was why does this pattern keep repeating so i'm going to keep going and then we'll read the whole thing together the second card is what is at the core of this issue. And the card I pulled is birth into form. So the core of this issue, birth into form. And again, we'll pull it all together when we get to the end. The third part of this uh, spread is what past life connections could this pattern reflect? The card is equanimity, it's the eight of swords. 
The fourth position, what ancestral connections could this pattern reflect? Feminine mysteries, intuitive wisdom. It's the high priestess. All right, and then how do I break this pattern once and for all? The card is tantric sexuality. I'm going to pull an additional card there just for a clarification card. I think I already know what that really means for you. But uh, you probably just laughed your head off. But <laughs> I'm going to pull. There, there's a message on that card. So we'll get there. All right. Healing the inner child was the additional card I pulled in that position. Okay. So we have all of our cards pulled ready. And so let's go ahead and interpret. So why does this pattern keep repeating? Well, the pattern keeps repeating because you are willing to work. You are willing to allow people into your space that need work. You are allowing, you're willing to allow people to come into your world that perhaps are asking you to help them do their work. Here's the thing, Anna. It's not a personality flaw. It's not a bad thing. I think sometimes you just get a little tired of the work. The decision you really have to make within yourself is, I don't want to have to do the work anymore. I want to draw someone into my life that doesn't need any work. Because here's the truth. You've done yours. You've done yours. You know, and life is a work of action or a work in progress always. And so you always have some of your own things to work on. But in truth, you've done your work. And yet you end up having to draw these people in that uh, haven't done theirs. And I think that's probably where we get to uh, get to this place where the work becomes the thing that you feel guilty, you feel responsible. There's such a mothering energy in you that you are taking care of everybody around you. And so we allow a lot of people in that need a lot of work. So that is where the, why the pattern keeps repeating. What is at the core of the issue? Well, birth into form is the card. Again, it's that maternal energy. It's that feeling, that need in you to care for other people, to nurture other people. That runs really, really deep in you. It's a beautiful, beautiful part of you. It gets you in trouble sometimes because you end up with people around you that take more than they give. They need more than they give back. And But that is at the core of it, right? So you just have to recognize it. With any friendship or relationship that you head into, you have to recognize how much work do I want to put into this? Can this person reciprocate to me the work I put in? You know, is it worth it, right? All right. What past life connections could this pattern re reflect? The card is equanimity. What really came up for me with it is the past life patterns are exactly that. That you have had lots of lifetimes where you were kind of a, a master nurturer and caregiver. I feel like you have had, I see a past life of yours actually, that I'm going to pull up two that come up for me. One of them is working in some kind of a monastery, a, not a monastery, in a nunnery. I don't know if that's the correct word, but this looks to me like it was you were a nun and you helped to care for all of the other nuns. You mothered a lot of people. I feel like as the, you got older there, and younger women came in, you were kind of everybody's big sister. And you took care of everyone who came in, regardless of their issues or their needs. This was just, you know, it was a part of your role. It was a part of your calling there. It's what you did. 
The other life I see is very different. This is in some place that had some kind of a war or a natural disaster. This looks to me like a European life where you were in a orphanage. You, you worked or maybe you had. I don't know that you did it on purpose, but you ended up with a bunch of children that didn't have parents and you took care of all of them. I think you were very young yourself when you took this on and this is a lifetime that you really did nothing but sacrifice and fight to be able to take care of these humans. So the past life pattern here is that in many other lifetimes, it has been your calling really to care for others. How does that help break this pattern? Well, knowledge is everything. And when you know something and you can accept it and recognize it and go, okay, but that was then and this is now, and I don't have to run an orphanage for stray boyfriends, you know, or whatever, you get to set yourself free from feeling so responsible for other people. Okay, what ancestral connections could this pattern reflect? Feminine mysteries and intuitive wisdom. So I feel like this is a great opportunity for you to fall back on your ancestors and the intuitive wisdom that they carry. A really important time for you, I feel like, to call your grandmothers forward to help you to work on these things. But I also think looking back in your ancestry at ancestors who also carried a deep need to care for other people. But more than that, Anna, I feel like we are, she says, stray boyfriends. Yep. I feel like this is a pattern more, more based on females making a lot of sacrifices for the happiness of others. I feel like in your ancestry, you have many, uh, you know, grandmothers and past relatives that were expected to do that. That's what they did. That was just their role. You know, their happiness, their needs, their comfort really didn't mean anything. Their lives were about serving others and taking care of other people. And that is kind of what you were born into, this sense of sacrificing for everybody else's happiness. And I also, though, feel like, Anna, that you have in your ancestry some really strong empaths that also did that other side of the coin where, you know, what an empath will do is they will work really hard to make sure other people are comfortable and okay so that they feel like they are okay. And I think that that's the other key component of your ancestry and you right now. And I'm never forgetting that piece because it's important. It's a part of you. All right. How do we break this pattern once and for all? The first card, frankly, didn't make a lot of sense to me. The second, except for that, uh, yeah, I, I'm not even going to go there. I, I really want to work on the healing the inner child card. So how do we break this pattern once and for all? It is letting the child in you be nurtured, be loved, be cared for, be safe, right? So that she isn't constantly reaching out to you for that, making you feel like you have to offer that to everybody else. There is, do you see what I'm saying? There's a component there of inner child work here where you can let yourself off the hook, where you can just go within and do your own inner child work. Mm -hmm. So I guess the big question is, how do you do inner child work? Well, you do inner child work by going deep within. This is just a meditative process, right? Meditate and head back to Anna at age seven or at age five or at age four when maybe she was hurt or she was scared or she was, you know, feeling unsupported or unloved or, you know, whatever you can locate there. 
and you heal that child, you assure her that she's going to be okay. You assure her that she's loved, that she has people around her that care. You help connect her to her angels and to her guides. You help create that connection so that the inner child can heal. And as you do that, and that's what the spread is telling us, is that we break it once and for all by giving your inner child what she needs so that you don't have to constantly feel like you have to take care of everyone else's inner child. Right? So there you have it. That is the Breaking a Pattern spread. And uh, thank you, Anna, for being my guinea pig. So again, uh, Anna did put a link in the chat room for you guys if you want to read uh, my article on the one two blog that has the spread within it if that would help you and if not you know reach out to me and i'll make sure that i get you the link so that you can see it but again it's a five card spread the pattern uh this is for breaking a pattern and again you can pull this these cards if you already know the pattern then ask specific to the pattern that you're trying to break if you don't know the pattern and you just want to see where the cards fall then just hold that space while you're shuffling and pulling the cards that you are, you know, open to address the patterns that are coming up. Sometimes I think that's better, unless there's something very specific you want to work on, and that's okay too. But sometimes I think it's better if you are feeling like you're just a bit uncomfortable in your space and you're not really sure what you want to do with yourself, you know? <laughs> so there's definitely both components of that, but Anyway, that's the way you do it. If you need help, let me know. If you pull a spread and you aren't sure how to interpret it, you know, reach out to me over at Once You Listen and I'll help you with it. Or if you want me to do this spread for you over at Once You Listen, I can certainly do that for you as well. So lots of ways to make that happen. Yeah. Oh, good. Anna said, I know the perfect meditation for inner child work. I did it in the past, so I may try it again. Perfect. I love this. I love it. I When I first published this article, I asked a few people to try it and try the spread. It worked well for me, and I had some good feedback that it was effective. So I like it because you know what we know. <laughs> we all have some patterns that we repeat over and over again, and sometimes it just gets to be tedious. We're sick to death of it, right? We just want it to change. So I really love the idea of being able to break those patterns for sure. And really just look into making some changes. Mm -hmm. Belle says, got suggestions for tarot decks. I need a new one. So yes and no, Belle, because to be honest, I never read traditional tarot decks. And so if you're looking for a traditional de deck, I'm probably not your guy. Uh, I really like Oracle decks. And I love Oracle decks that are set up in tarot form. My favorite tarot deck of all time is Psychic Tarot by John Holland. Favorite deck of all time. This deck I'm using right now is really cool, but I discovered that it's out of print. You can get it on Amazon, but it's pretty spendy because you're buying it used and you can't, you can't always get it. But it's called the Tarot of Transformation, and I think these cards are absolutely gorgeous. And I've, what, I've been reading with them for about a month, and I absolutely love it. Oh, she's an Oracle girl, too. So, yeah, if you can get this deck, I'm loving it to pieces, the Tarot of Transformation, but John Holland's... Uh, Psychic Tarot, I think is honestly the most accurate deck that I have ever used. It is so good. He has a few others, like he has the uh, Psychic uh, Love Tarot, and I think it sucks. Honestly, it's just not as good. That first deck is the best. So often with uh, creators, 
I feel like their first work is their best work. I always felt that way about Doreen Virtue. Her very first deck was that purple connecting to the angels or daily wisdom from your angels, daily guidance from your angels, I think. Purple deck. Wonderful deck. And then Hay House got a hold of her and she started pumping out tons and tons and tons of product for them. And it just wasn't ever as good or as inspired. I always like to find the very first thing somebody did because I think it's their best work. Before a publisher told them how it had to look, they did what their intuition dictated and it was better. So, you know, trust your gut, of course, but those are some decks that I really, really resonate with. Well, we've done it. We've talked down to the end of the show. Thanks, you guys, for coming back and finding me if you uh, were able to. I am... Our internet's back, so I don't know what happened. We just, something happened. Something in our community happened, not just at my house. How weird. But anyway, I appreciate you guys being here. And don't forget, we are, it's 1-2 day over at 1-2-listen.com. We're on sale all day. I have all of those sales. You'll find them at uh, Katie Weaver, uh, Domestic Mystic on Facebook. And, of course, you'll also find them right here in the chat room at 1-2 Radio. So I would love to connect with you guys, and I'll be at a great reduced rate all day. So thank you so very much. I will talk to you all soon, I'm sure. You've been listening to the Katie Weaver Show here uh, usually on 1-2 Radio, <laughs> where we're changing the way you listen to the world. <laughs>